Hello and welcome to Coffee Milk Podcast. I'm Mitch DiPaolo. I'm Mark Laporte. How, how's it going? It's going to be 82 degrees. I got an, a sinus infection. It's killing me, these freaking allergies. And I even had some local honey too, but that's not really helping much. Oh, you had the honey already too and it didn't do anything? Yeah, it was, uh, oh. it was from a couple of years ago, so I don't know if that has the effect or if you're supposed to get like oh, new honey, yeah, has the different pollen and everything. Yeah, because the pollen in the bees, and then you put with the pollen being in the honey and you eating it, you like build immune system to the the pollen, the pollen in the area specifically. Yeah, maybe you maybe you have to get a new one because I think it does change every year or it's different every year. Now I gotta find out who does honey because a lot of the people that did honey don't do honey now, and or their hives died. Just yeah. annoying. So I'm dealing with that. That stinks. And then I've been doing some Bondo on some of our English wheels at the shop. And the worst thing about Bondo is a Bondo splinter. You can't oh. get it. It's like I've been working at this thing for about five days now. It's just pissing me off. What is it stuck in your, your hand? Yeah, my finger. Oh, man. What, what is it like? Is bon- Bondo's like uh, that kind of powdery stuff that you wet and then put on the car to raise up a certain spot so when you paint over it it's level yeah but okay. it's not powdery it's a it's a liquid oh so <laughs> when you when you sand it it's very powdery <laughs> yeah yeah when you sand it, it gets everywhere it's that yellow stuff right uh yeah large i think i have blue oh, stuff yeah it's like a, a white cream oh, and then colors. you add a hardener and the hardener's like blue or red oh, okay. or something but uh oh. the problem with that is now it's about 75 degrees and it, it doesn't take that long to really harden in the winter it was nice because i at least had 10 minutes at at most um but now i have a minute to get it all on there and it's just and then i get it all over my hands and then i i peel my hands and i get bondo splinters from sanding i don't know i'm just i'm a wreck today i, I don't even know what's going on or what day it is uh, well um did you hear about the piles i was looking i was just kind of like looking through my phone the other day for interesting stuff to talk about today and I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but did you hear about in New Jersey, there were these mysterious piles Spaghetti. of pasta. Spaghetti. Just yep. appearing. Okay, I can't believe you heard about this. <laughs> yeah. So there's this article that was posted and there's these pictures of just huge piles of uncooked pasta just thrown in the woods. And there's like multiple of them. This guy, you just found them walking through the woods and then he took a picture of it on his phone and it went viral, I guess. And I just recently, I think it was, uh, I don't know, the beginning of the week, the news station went down there and they were asking the neighbors of like the area where the pasta piles were. And they found out that it was this really old guy who had been, I think he's living alone and he's been alone for a while. And kind of because you know how back in the day that you like your grandparents, they always kept that cupboard full of pasta and, uh, and tomato sauce and everything. They're saying that, that some guy just must have dumped it out in the woods and he must have just not been thinking straight and but he it, it's not oh, like why? there was a box of pasta oh, this was no, like five this was pounds. Like, <laughs> probably like the size of a giant bean bags worth of pasta like, i just <laughs> it was obviously a slow news day where uh, yeah. uh in the woods you find a uh, a heaping mound of pasta and it becomes newsworthy, but yeah, it's just one of those things that makes you go, hmm, and that's something you'd think you would find in Florida. I guess pasta in New Jersey, I mean, they're kind of synonymous, but that's like, that's not Florida. You should thing. be finding that on, uh, what, what was it? 
they had the pasta riots on uh in Federal Hill, right? Oh yeah, like a long time that was ago. A long time ago. That was when Federal Hill was run by the mob. You'd expect piles of pasta to be over there, but no, in the woods in New Jersey, and it's pretty interesting. It's just. I don't know. I, I heard some quick story about a man in Florida, man. And I think we should have this segment every episode. You just get a Florida man story. If you ever, you know what that is? Like, anytime you hear of a crazy story, you can nearly guarantee it's from Florida. Okay. And the article always starts with Florida man. Florida. So this one was <laughs> Florida man attempts to rob Wendy's with an alligator. And it was, uh, he, he did it what? through a drive-thru. Wow. And he told the woman at the window to give him all the money or was going to throw the alligator at her. And she just kind of like, I guess, shut the window and walked away. So he opens the window and throws the alligator at her. It's like, buddy, you, you missed a whole bunch of steps. Like, you don't, you don't throw away your weapon before you get the money. And uh, how do you expect to rob a Wendy's through the drive-thru? With an alligator. And, and then where did you get the alligator? And, uh, just So they had the alligator in the car? Yeah, it's Florida. And they like, were threatening the workers with the, the alligator. alligator. Yeah. I don't know how big the alligator was. I didn't get... I, I just... Man. I overheard it or read a quick article. Wow, that 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 is mind-blowing. I think that tops the pasta story. I don't know. I think that's the same level because... It, you just Google Florida man today, you're going to read 10 times crazier stories. That's why um, I used to, there was this awesome news aggregator site called, I think it was FARC. And they had all these different tags for all the news stories, like stupid or funny or whatnot. But they had their own separate tag for Florida. And you knew anytime you saw that Florida tag, <laughs> that news story was going to be gold. That is so funny. I think I want to actually, I want to do that. Just build a Florida man website. Just have all the daily crazy news articles of Florida man. Yeah. I had this really cool um, tool that I wanted to try out this week. I, I'm sorry. Forgot the name. I don't have the name. I'm looking for it right now in my email, but I just can't find it. It's this tool where it's for made for podcasters and it wouldn't really work great for us because we don't have the video yet. But it makes short videos out of your podcast literally just by you uploading the video. It does the captions and everything. Yeah. Apparently. And I tried that, but I wasn't able to get a short. Did you find it? Oh, man. No, because I actually know exactly what you... Shit. No, there was like... There was real, which was one. Um, Yeah, I signed up, but... You're sure it's not video? Video... Dot AI, but it's it's spelt weird. V I D Y O. Okay. Because there was there was a, a one I actually used. I haven't set up video AI. No, that's not it. But it's similar. You kind of just upload your thing. Yeah, it, it made uh, like ten, ten different shorts from the the because I actually did it with Ray's uh, one of our YouTube videos. Yeah. And uh, it, it made ten shorts. It was pretty interesting. Yeah, that's really cool. So. I guess they use AI to just go through the video and then they pick out the interesting moments and and then just compile a short. I mean, it seems pretty simple. If if the podcast is already edited, then you're basically just cutting out that one point where there was like high energy or an interesting topic. Anyway, how did, my thing is, how does it know it's an interesting... Because it, it did it so I think well. it knows it's an interesting topic because of AI, like how to do our 
transcriptions, I would go to ChatGPT and I would take our whole transcript and feed it in like three pages by three pages. And it would pick out those most interesting topics. It wouldn't pick out the boring stuff. And sometimes I would even ask it to say a certain thing and be like, hey, like, oh, you missed this topic. And then it won't even bring it up because it, it thinks it's boring. No way. Yeah. I, that's. <laughs> I think that the AI is a lot more advanced than we think it is. And just recently when I was using uh, AI a couple of days ago, I noticed that in the in the web browser version, when you go and search, usually it'll click on the link and you'll you'll watch it search. It'll it'll say reading content, reading content, reading content. And now when you give it a link to go and research, it'll say reading content, thinking, reading content, thinking. So like it's never been never had a label where it says that it's thinking. <laughs> so like I don't know, that's kind of scary. Like, <laughs> It's thinking now? What? I posted about it on Twitter, but no one really noticed it. My account has no reach, but... Keep going. You just... Oh, I'm not going to stop. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of like Twitter. I've been messing around on Reddit a little bit, too. Oh, no kidding. For, um, for my Substack newsletter. I think that's a good place to, to just... And there's a whole bunch of stuff you can pull from Reddit, and it's a great way to talk to people. And Yeah. Right, and then you get the karma. I think I have like fifteen hundred karma. Oh wow! Yeah, I got like thirty karma in like the first day. Made my account, called it Throne Education, and I go to all. This is really disgusting, but God. I go. It works. I go to all the Reddits that have to do with poop. You have no clue how many Reddits are out there that have to do with poop. There is a poop knife Reddit. There is a poop Reddit. There is a toilet Reddit, and I'm telling you, these people literally take pictures of their poop and post it in this Reddit, and it is the most disgusting thing that I have to see. Uh, but, and now I get emails with it too, because if you go to a community, oh, yep. Reddit will send you posts from that community yep. to your email. And now I have pictures of poop in my email, and it's <laughs> so disgusting. But I am getting like 600 views on my Reddit post, oh, and I got myself up to like 550 views on my Substack. Oh, damn. So I was actually getting views and people onto the Substack, and they were clicking on it because they must have thought it was funny or interesting. So damn. something is working there, but I did only get so far. I could try keep I could try and keep posting, but then I might get um, flagged for spam or whatnot. But I did follow the rules. I tried not to make it too spammy. I tried to make it funny, like, hey, got poop breeds, and then... Oh, absolutely. So someone will click on it, but... No, I say keep going. Definitely don't do it too spammy. Oh, if you're... Post your link maybe once every three days or Yeah, that's what I'm going for. I think I'm going to do it today when I go home. Just kind of talk more about the person's topic and just reply to them without putting the link in. And then later on, yeah, do it. I think it's great. 550, good for you, man. That's huge. Yeah, that's just the the view count, though. Like, that's like the 30-day view count. I only have like 26 subscribers right now. That's... So, okay. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because it's so unique. The weekly dump is, is, that's just a weird one. Yeah. But with advertisers, I mean, you could just legit go all poop centric. I yeah. mean, you go to Kohler, the, the toilet bowl maker. Exactly. Like, those ads. Exactly. And- I was thinking that this week because I was on Twitter and I was like, I was kind of stuck because I was just posting in. I have the weekly dump profile, but I don't know what to post on it. And all my feed is, is just money Twitter and like how to start a business, how to use chat GPT, right? How to take a cold shower every morning. It's right. like, I don't want to read that on my weekly dump. I need like funny content that I can 
relate to and post about. So I was like looking on Twitter, I searched poop and I was just looking at all these posts that had the word poop in them and just commenting on them. And I came across this one, uh, is there's this company and they call themselves the poop stick. You know how you got a squatty potty. So when you're on the bath, on the toilet, you put your feet up and it kind of makes it easier to go. So they, they invented this thing called the poop stick and it's like, it's this, it's this black stick and it has two plates, a plate at the bottom for it to stand up straight and then a plate that goes up and down the, the rod that stands up. And you can put your feet on the second plate that moves up and down. No kidding. Yeah. So, like, it's like an adjustable swatty potty. That's wild. So, like, someone like that, I could get in the newsletter if I got up to, like, 2,000 readers or something like that. They would they would probably pay for a guest post. Or even if I didn't have a guest post, like, that'd be a good a good person to put. Yeah, you could have a banner. You could, There's a lot of things you can do with ads. Yeah. Um. Yes, you could put in the first, the the title or, or right underneath, like yeah, this whole newsletter is sponsored by so and so. That's yep. awesome. Yeah, so that's what I was doing with uh, the weekly dump and good for you. Some interesting things I found. Um, I actually think that newsletter is gonna gonna do really. Well. I, I that's... really hope that it's gonna do really well because it's it's something that like I just kind of started. Like I didn't think. I just went downstairs. I was like, Dad, I want to start a newsletter. And I don't know what to call it. And he's like, call it the weekly poop. And I'm like, all right, sold. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm hoping that I just keep working at that. And it's going to be something that is it the weekly poop or the weekly dump. Okay. But yeah, I think that... it, I think the weekly poop is funny here. But I just... like the weekly dump. I think the... I do like the just weekly dump the too. Poop is just is, it's, is it's icky. Weird. It's icky and weird. And the dump you can just turn it into everything. But I feel like the people who don't think it's icky and weird like e- like it even more. Yeah, those well that's definitely your audience. Yeah. The yeah. People who find uh poop humor. Yeah. But I'm just hoping that the people who like poop humor also like business, technology and finance and whatever else I find interesting. Well yeah, because it's a uh, week. It's Is your phone? Yep. Oh, okay. I, I felt the vibration. I'm like, where's my phone? Yeah. Um Another cool tool I checked out this week while we're kind of on this topic, uh, Microsoft Designer. Have you checked them out at all? No. Um, yeah, it's right. it's just another one of those AI kind of design image tools. You can make like the front screen or the end screen for your short video, or you can just make a post on Instagram. You can generate a nice background, have some nice a nice font and nice text. And it kind of like, even if you just make your own in that designer, platform it will make ai generated similar ones for you so oh. so yeah you can kind of make like a a home screen or something with that it's pretty cool it kind of looks like well what i'm seeing on the just the home page it almost looks like canva exactly exactly it's kind of like a ai powered canva that's awesome yeah i yeah i'm actually on instagram this week i've been going nuts and seeing this one podcast i don't know what they're called but they were talking about all the adobe uh, Premiere tools like Premiere and Photoshop and stuff and how they have AI integrations and I knew about them but I thought it might have been something else I had to subscribe for but no it just seems like all I had to do is just update the software yeah. and all the AI tools are there. Yeah. I have not tried them out yet because I really want to use them in Premiere. And I am, shit. I've been thinking about that when I first just mentioned designer I was kind of thinking in my head like so yeah AI is the big hot thing right now but all of these other little tools like Microsoft Designer, um, Mid Journey, Chat GPT, 
like maybe chat GPT will become something bigger, but all the other little tools that we find and use kind of like already exist on these larger platforms like Adobe Premiere and all the Adobe um, content editing applications. But I feel like eventually all these little tools are probably going to get ran over by the by the big guys. Or they're it's just going get... to consolidate. Yeah, they're either going to buy them out or they're just going to have their engineering team pick it apart and build it in 30 days. Yeah. That's the problem with dealing with the big guys. Yeah. But see, sometimes I feel like the big guys just take something that was beautiful and they ruin it by putting... Yeah. Like, they're not focused on the one thing that that tool did. Yeah. They're incorporating it into their multitude of tools. Yeah, they're just focused on getting that that extra volume of customers yep. and revenue from the tool rather than what it does for the people <laughs> yep which, then which is a reason why they also couldn't get run over by larger companies because when you're smaller you can move faster but when you're big oh yeah like a snail yep yeah yep exactly that was a good, was a good one. yeah um yeah so that's gotta, pretty cool i gotta blow my nose for a second sorry i gotta constantly pause this thing so i can blow my nose because this damn sinus headache is killing me but uh yeah with the ai tools i was reading yesterday or the day before that google's bard just i guess had a supercharge done to it and it's really kind of competing with chat gpt it's in 180 either languages or countries oh wow and it's free to use it has the access to the internet so you know how i'm on that damn wait list for the chat gpt and I still haven't gotten an email about that, which is driving me insane. Yeah, and guess what? I got the code interpreter added to my thing. No. And I didn't even sign up for it. I think they have that too. I signed up for the plugins, and I still haven't gotten that on ChatGPT, but I don't know. Wait, so you signed up for the plugins, haven't got that, but you got the access to the internet thing? No, I signed up to the internet thing first. Oh, okay. I got that real quick. But I signed up for the plugins next. Didn't get that. Got the code interpreter instead. But... Maybe it's telling me something. What the shit? Maybe I need to use that for a project. Yeah, it sucks because I really, I was very excited for everything competing against Google. It just made me feel good because Google's just the Goliath and I want every small David to just take him down a peg or two. But Google Bard, it seems like something I'm definitely going to use today after this podcast. Yeah. Because I got to play around with it and that's all I'm seeing now is threads on Twitter about how to use Google Bard or what it can do that ChatGPT can. It's like, holy hell. Honestly, after trying to like work in that Twitter ecosystem, try and like work my way into it, I do not want to be in that because it is all fake. It's all just people like, yes, the the information is useful. Right. But like I... There's, I don't know. I feel like it's just overblown. Yeah, it's right. so overblown. Like, there's, yes, there's value there, but there's no genuine no connection, yes. or it, exactly. it's hard. And when you do try and make a genuine connection, that they you don't get anything. Exactly. But yeah, I do want to try out Bard. I want to try out Bard. Um, I got accepted to the Google Labs workspace with AI. Awesome. And I think that's their whole workspace thing, kind of how Microsoft does. Right. You kind of pay. A monthly subscription, yep. and then you have access to Docs, Gmail, Sheets, all that. And I think the difference is is they added in the AI on top of it now. And I got to check that out because if I can have a all-in-one space to do everything and then have it all interconnected with AI so I don't have to copy and paste anything over and AI already knows what I want to do. Man, once that comes out, 
that's going to be insane. It's going to be like logging onto your computer and it's going to be like, hey, are you here to work on this? Because I already have this set up for you. Like, I, I just, if if this goes the way it's going, it's going to be insane. Problem is, I just can't keep up. No, we can't. I'm trying to use Midjourney, and some of the stuff I'm using actually Midjourney 4 for because Midjourney 5, it's too realistic. And what I want, I, I don't want the realistic. I want I want clip art. I think you have I to just... use Niji Journey. What the hell? Niji Journey. It's for, I believe it's for clip art and anime type art. So that must be clip art. K N E E N I G I N I J I. N-I-J-J-I? Journey. Oh, yep. N-I-J-I. N-I-J-I. Niji. I don't know what that stands for. Probably some Japanese or Chinese comic. What is anime? I don't want to be wrong here. You know what's funny? Because there's there's two things. There's anime and there's manga. Okay, I've heard about manga. Guarantee I'm going to mess these up and they might be reversed. Anime is cartoons yes but but not cartoons like i'm not trying to say anything bad it's no it's anime it's but it's like i think it's the you know it's a visual thing yeah and then manga is the the i don't want to say comic books because everyone yells at me for that the graphic novels okay so i think the novels is manga the videos is anime yeah yeah my friends are into that i haven't actually i haven't watched an episode Uh, i know i've like watched one of them with them when they're on like Discord or something, but I just can't get myself to to watch that. I heard that it's like a really interesting story, and like they're like the seasons are like four; they're just ongoing, they're right? Just ever going, four hundred episodes long, and it's like a story about life and everything. But I don't know, it's not for me. I do. You, hey, how are you, Red Car? <laughs> not a clue. <laughs> you um, do you do cartoons? No. Yeah, I can't. Everybody's told me to get, like, oh, you didn't watch that cartoon? I'm like, I can't get into cartoons. Like, yeah, but it's not a cartoon. You know, they got, uh, like, Bob's Burgers or something. Or I do like Bob's Burgers and stuff like that stuff. when it comes on. But I never, like, am like, hey, I'm going to go watch Bob- Bob's Burgers or I'm going to go watch The Simpsons. But when it's on, I like it. I think I, it's funny. I can't. I just, I can't do cartoons anymore. And that's so depressing because, oh, obviously, as a kid, you always loved your Saturday morning cartoons. And that's... But I just, it sucks. I hate being an adult. And you know what else I hate being an adult about? Like, I'll buy a new pair of sneakers, and nobody at work will ask me, how fast can you go in your sneakers? And that's bullshit. <laughs> what the hell? Like, when you get new... like, as a kid, you you know, a kid would always ask you that. Well, how fast can you run? I, I don't know. I haven't tried to. I, I was always the kid who was like, well, let's see. Oh my God. Right now, I don't know what, I don't know where that went. I completely lost that. That motivation and in, in, uh, just innocence, but yeah, yeah, uh, that's right. I, I see what you're saying. <laughs> Being an adult really blows. Yeah, they got light ups and Velcro plus three horsepower. Let's go. Um, my, my buddy Brian watches uh, anime, and he always tries to get me to watch it, and I'm just I always bust his ass because um, he'll laugh at me about the shows I watch, and I'm like, dude. You're watching cartoons. I don't want to hear it. Like, whatever I watch is superior to anything you're watching because they're cartoons. Now I know I'm going to get a lot of hate from anime people. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, that's my stance. And I did too because I, I I was like, I would talk to my friends and I would say, dude, what are you watching? Like, 
you're a clown, man. Like, why are you watching anime? And then they told me about all, like, how it's, like, a really, like, this show is, like, a massive journey. And it's, like, all about, like, the challenges you face in life. And, but, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. I don't have time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah. Yeah, when they tell me they're on, like, episode 700, I am like, wait a minute. (laughs) It doesn't register in my brain. It's like, wait, you actually watched from episode one, like... To 700. Yeah. And I guess there's a big appreciation for the art because, I mean, that is some pretty crazy art and, like, making all those must take a long time. Yeah. Anime. Um, Something else I saw this week that was interesting and I've kind of been seeing, like, little tidbits of is that retail stores are closing down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which is kind of sad. I mean, it's been happening the last eight years at least. Yeah. COVID definitely really helped that. Well, certain retail stores. Yeah, I saw that. Walmart did great. I saw that Bed Bath & Beyond was closing, and they're kind of having like a big closeout sale, and I guess they're still going to have their online store. Yeah. Open, which is just, it just blows my mind how we are in the, time of a a fundamental shift in society it's like we started with technology and that started changing everything and now these these stores are are turning over more profit than just having a brick and mortar location and and even having a brick and mortar location these days can set you back because you're paying for all this overhead yeah no need if you're (laughs) online you don't need to have the products you don't need to really have anything yeah, uh, obviously, if you're Bed Bath and Beyond, yeah, you need a warehouse and stuff. Yeah. But I don't know. It, it's it's an interesting dynamic because retail worked because people didn't want to wait for it to be shipped to their house. Yes. But now nobody wants to go out to retail anymore yeah. because it's just too much of a hassle, yeah. and they didn't care if they had to wait one or two days for Amazon to deliver it. Yeah, I definitely feel that. Like maybe it was kind of just because I was a kid. Like yeah, I was when I was younger, and I I wanted to buy anything. You know, you want it now. Yep. So I would always try and find it near me first if I wanted to buy a toy or something. But whenever I wanted to buy it online, that would discourage me from getting it because I knew I had to wait. Yep. For some reason, but now, yeah, just it's I I look online first. It's so much easier. Yeah. I'd rather just click a button, wait a day or two. Yeah. Even and you basically forget the two days you're waiting. It yes. comes in and it's like oh. I forgot about that. It's like a present for yourself, you know? But there's no way in hell I want to go battle through traffic. I don't care what kind of day it is. I love to battle through traffic. And you're insane. (laughs) And then the parking lot, everything's just too much of a hassle. I drove to Boston to get my computer once. All the way to Boston and back. I mean, people are going to laugh about that. It's only an hour and a half drive. But if you've ever traveled from Providence to Boston, yeah, you just I don't oh. I don't get why people hate driving so much. Like there are times, don't get me wrong, when I am like, oh my gosh, I just want to get home. But I could like just go out for a ride and and enjoy it. Like even I just like to go. Depends on. I like to be moving. It would depend on where you are because around here, yeah, I would take I take drives. But I yeah. go up here, I go down Rockland, yeah. I take a left on 12, go all the way around the causeway. No to Connecticut, get lost. Just, have a, just Yeah, just take all back roads and just enjoy yourself. But when I got to get on the damn highway or the 610 connector or 6, it's like, no, no, just because you, I try to be a good person. I really do. 
but you give me one slow person the least oh, late, and then I just, it's I gone lose. it's gone i'm done you're cutting people <laughs> off you're like oh you're, you're swerving through traffic and you, you're not even like in a rush but you are and i got jesus music playing mind you i listen to k-love I, I don't change the station I, it's either that or podcast dude, that same thing happens to me i will go onto the highways just completely calm and then Oh, yeah. Give me one slow person, and I'm just, oh, you see the inner yep. come out. Yep. Where are those assholes? <laughs> uh, let's cut, let's cut it. Zach, <laughs> uh, so, <back> yeah. you are. <laughs> so it, it really sucks, but when you were a teenager, did you ever, did you and your friends ever go to the mall and just hang out? Like, for hours? No. That's the crazy part. That's what we did when we were teenagers. We, oh my gosh, man. Wow, we were degenerates. We went to the mall to hit a jewel. Like we went to the mall with the with the mission of being able to vape because we were underage. Underage, and we were like, "Yeah, man, we're gonna go to the mall and vape." Like I can't believe that was that was a that... yeah yeah. We, we went to the mall like we we would go around and be like, "Oh, this bathroom's chill. No one's here. We can just sit here and fucking vape." Like oh my God. we were degenerates. Like, I still am, but... <laughs> oh, I'm definitely a degenerate. Even at 40, I'm going to be a degenerate at 80 if I should make it that far. Yeah. on, I hope not. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, when we were kids, teenagers, that's what we did. My friend's father would pick us all up, drop us off at the mall, see us in three, four hours. We'd yeah. just walk around Emerald Square Mall or proud of... Well, not really proud of... Yeah. We were, like, 20 when that happened. But, um... Yeah. I feel like it was more lively back then too. Like people were encouraged to talk to each other and like that was the thing to do. And now it's like when you want to go talk to someone, it's like you have to prepare yourself. Oh yeah. You know? I don't like talking to anybody anymore. And just send me a quick text. That's it. Yeah, that's a skill I'm definitely trying to build because like I feel that and it's just it sucks. Like I never thought I would feel like this like in my life, like being nervous to go up and just talk to someone, you know? It's a product it's of our society now. It it is, and like I hate to fall victim to it. Like I hate to allow myself to say that. Like all of the things that I have seen on my phone have affected the way I think and talk. But, anyways, depressing topic. Um, that was good. Okay. Before we get into what we're supposed to be talking about, I want to tell you I watch this show on Netflix. It's been in the top ten for two weeks, but I haven't watched it until this past week because I've just been miserable. Called Beef. Holy hell, if you haven't seen, I mean, you don't watch TV anyway, but it's an awesome show, and it just starts out with a, a road rage incident between two Asian drivers, a male and a female, and then the whole series, or the whole season's just a, a clusterfuck of epic proportions just from that one incident. Just of people fighting. Nope, just these two people. They got a beef because of this road rage incident. Oh, and they like like they start trying to get get back at each other. It just keeps going and it's and getting worse and worse each time. Yes. Oh, like a bad neighbor that throws poop over the fence, and yeah. then you do something to get back, and then next thing you know, you have a lawsuit. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's, it must be an interesting show. The first seven episodes, I was or first eight episodes, I was laughing, having a really good time, and then the second to last episode, which I thought should have been the finale. Like, if you created beef or directed it, yeah. The season finale should have been episode 9, and then episode 10 should have definitely been second season episode 1. Because, holy hell, like, the second to last episode, it just, 
it completely 180 and I was like, what the hell is happening? What was the worst thing they did to each other? Oh, I can't. I can't because it, it still messes with what was head. one of them. I can't because I don't want to ruin it if you haven't seen There's it. has got to be one. Yeah, but it, it, it's it's the the door scene for the panic room. And I can't bring up any more than that. But the, the, this door closing. Oh, my God. I was just, uh, I got all. A panic room? Yeah. Like, have you ever heard of a panic room? Like, like a padded room. Yeah, but it's... So like, they put one of the people in the padded room, or both it, of them? Or? It's not like a padded room because you're going to hurt yourself. It's because, hey, somebody broke into your house, and they're about to shoot everybody up. You run down the hole, oh. and you hit this button, oh. and boom, a door shuts. There's no way anybody can get in. Oh, you... oh, a panic room. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Whatever. It's a good thing to get. Yeah, it's hard to... If you're a millionaire. <laughs> hard to describe. Oh, uh... yeah, that was the... Uh, oh, God. So I, I actually really want you to watch this show. Yeah, that's a good so show. Good. I might check it out. Maybe we'll, I'll watch it with my friends if we uh, if we have some time. I'll put that one on. Be so. highly recommended. Yeah. Um, okay, so I was looking online trying to find an interesting person, and someone who I came across was Jack Bloomfield. So the way I found this guy, if you go in and you look up, like you're trying to find like interesting entrepreneurs who like – aren't like already a huge um a huge celebrity and kind of have taken a different path it's kind of hard to so i looked up young entrepreneurs right and i found a video from like three or five years ago and i was like oh this is perfect because if i find someone in here and then i can look at what they're doing today so i i researched this guy he's a really interesting dude jack bloomfield so he started out just as like a regular kid and his dad owned this business. He was the face of his face of the business and he always saw his dad working and he, he realized that whatever his dad did for the business um, was, was only as far as it was going to go because he was the face of the business. How old is this guy? He's like 20 right now. Oh my God. So this is him because I, I did. I Googled Jack Bloomfield, and I'm like, baseball player? No, don't nope, think that's him. him. Yeah, that I see this other one. The kid looks like he's 17. Yeah. Yeah. Is he 17 or 20 right now? Uh, no, uh, this this is an older article, so yeah, it seems he's yeah. 20 now. So his story was really interesting. The first thing I saw was a little like home video. It was so cute of of him in his dad's office chair kind of pretending to be like the CEO of the company, just like his dad. And he had the whole thing planned out. He's like, these are our clients. Here are the products. Like, we're going to do this, this, and that to get to this much revenue. And, and like, he had the whole, like, he, he drew out a big uh, a banner to put on the board behind him. So it looked like a whole, like, a meeting in the video. And it was really funny. So every interview that I watched, he always kind of brought up that story at the beginning about how it started out and he and he kind of had that that entrepreneurial bug from a young age like as a kid and that really spoke to me and then kind of he he told the story about how his parents told him if you want a nice car if you want a nice phone if you want to be able to go out and do fun things like you're going to have to work for yourself and we're not going to do that for you so he kind of he he started realizing that if he was going to get a job at McDonald's, at a retail store, maybe at a bigger company at, after getting out of college, he just saw from a young age that that was not going to get into the point that he wanted to be. And he just, he knew that he was going to have to find another way to, to make money. 
And with that drive to to be an entrepreneur, with not even not even thinking about it, at age twelve, he was already thinking about how to optimize problems in people's lives. Right. And what blew my mind is I had this idea just a couple days ago, and this kid did it at twelve. So what he did was he realized that birthday cards and sending people birthday gifts was a not an inconvenience, but kind of something that you can forget about easily and oh, yeah. something that you, you want to get done quick and get out of the way. So he created an online store to ship birthday cards for people with gift cards inside of them. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. And all he realized that as a kid, all he would have to do is he went on Wix, like kind of that pre-built website builder, yep. took pictures of the cards, uploaded them to Wix, and he figured out how to get a really simple... um already done up payment processing system on the site. Okay, yep. And it was really incredible because the way he was describing his story is he just kind of like, he just did it. He didn't even think about it. He didn't know how to code, so he used the drag-and-drop uh, code builder to get the website going. And out of nowhere, like, he, w- he was just getting sales. That's awesome. And did did he talk about how he um promoted it or anything, or he just created the site and... um I think he just created the site, put it up there, and... I don't know if he was doing face up Facebook ads at this point oh, okay. for the site, but I don't think he was because it was he was younger at the time. Maybe he was, but yeah, I'm pretty sure the site he was getting like a couple hundred bucks, maybe a month or a week, and he saw that and at just well, he just realized that he could do it, and then because he he was already interested in all of this stuff. He he, kind of like he was he was one of those kids who was always on YouTube, not really looking up video games, but looking up how to make a business online or how to do an e-commerce store. And right now, watching Minecraft yeah, videos. And what got him was kind of like me, <laughs> which stinks. But one of those ads that pop up, and it's like one of those guys trying to sell like sell you a get rich quick course about how to start a business online or how to sell a course and and make it to a million dollars in a couple months. Right. And he was smart enough to realize that that person wasn't actually trying to help you and was just trying to sell them your dream, their dream. Right. Just to benefit them, you know, not to actually help you as a kid behind the screen trying to figure out how to make money. And he realized that, like, there was actually something here and so, something that could be built out of this. And you could actually build a business online if you got past, like, the golden egg syndrome of of trying to just make a million dollars. That's what's called actually, the golden egg syndrome? Yeah, that's how he described it. I like that. Yeah. So so after after he um he did the birthday card thing and he came across that video, he he had the knowledge to, to, to know that he was able to, like, basically, he already started an online e-commerce store. Right. And he just had to find a different way to do it. Right. So he, he went online and he started selling um selling small products. I think the first thing he started with was a money clip, selling a money clip. So he, he ran Facebook ads for it, and he put, like, all of his money into Facebook ads, like $600, and made, like, nothing back. Oh. Six months, absolutely nothing. He would go and mow other people's lawns to make money to put into the business. And this kid was just like he, he didn't give up and then one day and the funniest part is he wouldn't even be able to take his phone to bed with him his parents would leave it in the hall so we'd wake up every morning and he'd run down the hall and he'd check his phone and then one day he got a sale and it, it just 
that was that was his inspiration and it just kept going from there and he and he, he he eventually at the age of at the age of I think it was 17 or 18 like when he was out of high school he started picking up all this traction and media attention and at at 17 he had 42 different products up on 14 different online e-commerce stores all running Facebook ads all marketing like this kid is insane, and I'm pretty sure he had a team working for him too. So this kid was a hustler, and it was just a really inspiring, inspiring uh, story because, like, I I don't know, he just he got past that like he was 12 that, and like, he started broken entrepreneur mindset and just he just pushed through and started something, and it was really inspirational. And he, I actually saw him on a couple podcasts too, and not not like big podcasts, just like regular small podcasts. So. Maybe we can get him on one day. I mean, he could tell a story here all instead time. of me trying to repeat it. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what sucks because I, I find like we find these interesting people and we talk about them, but we put five minutes of their story out there, and it's just like you can't you can't even put in the emotion to no. what they had gone through. Like, yeah, it's like it's hard to it's hard to redo. Yes, exactly. Like, I would have to get myself a whole script and write a whole YouTube video on it for it to be good but i don't really want to do that i want to hear from the person himself oh 100 percent. um yeah and a lot of interesting things um he talks about like drop shipping and how like the niche is so saturated but if you look at it from like a smaller perspective you pick a smaller niche and like you believe that you're actually going to succeed like it's it's just it's actually going to work like it's inevitable you have to fight through like like the all those things that people say like Oh, drop shipping is so saturated and it's so this and so that. But like, yeah, it is. But like, if you can work for six months at it and you figure out what works and doesn't work, like you're going to be successful. So you could feel make like more on your own in yeah. one year's time than you can working at a job. That's for yeah. sure. He uses Turbo Ad Finder um, to find Facebook ads that are already working and oh. selling products. Yep. So that's really interesting. I wanted to check out Turbo Ad Finder. And he also talks about how using software and things like that, it can kind of lead you down a bad path of like analysis paralysis because these tools aren't meant to serve you selling products. They're meant to help you find the selling products. And if you rely too much on the tools, you're going to not be able to, you're going to lose that skill to be able to find a selling product or never get the skill in the first place. Right, because I think with that is the tools will provide you what happened in the past. It wouldn't tell you what's going to like, I don't know. I'm using this tool for Etsy right now. I'm thinking of doing a whole Etsy thing. Um, this tool kind of tells you what products had the most sales over the last 30 days, but it's not going to tell you like, hey, look out in June is Father's Day. You should kind of prepare now for that. Yeah. It's like if you just wait for Father's Day or after that and you're like, oh, wow, Father's Day is really selling. And then you decide to make products around Father's Day, but it had already passed. Well, that tool just did not help you. You got to. Yeah. Well, it helped you for next year. Yeah, but you, you got to remember that yeah. now for next year. Yeah. But that's just, that is, uh, this kid's a genius. Yeah, he is really smart. He talks a lot about school and how it's basically useless, which it. really speaks to me because I feel the same way. Like, yes, school is going to teach you math. It's going to teach you to have that drive and that determination and get through that essay and read that book just because you have to, not because you want to. And he talks about how it doesn't really prepare you for the, for the real world like that we live in you know it's like it doesn't prepare you to to sit across from someone and have a conversation it doesn't prepare you to be able to make sales it doesn't prepare you to 
know how to do like financial accounting or your taxes or, or start a business. Oh, yeah. Or it doesn't even give you, it takes away oh, the drive from being able to start a business. Oh, because, because they just want to indoctrinate they, you yeah, on they, their bullshit. Yeah, they want you to go through the whole system and start your business after you go through the system. But it's like, that's not how it works. Yeah, you didn't help anybody. Yeah. You taught them what a parallelogram was. Well, I'm so great. Parallelogram season's coming up next month, and I'm sure that's really going to help me. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. You didn't tell them how to file taxes. You didn't tell them how to balance a checkbook. You didn't tell them anything of any use. That's why, just quick side note, there was this great video of this kid, and he's like, Tristan astronaut helmet and an astronaut suit and he's on youtube i think he's actually a big streamer not sure but he was bitching about math he's like why do they give us uh such irrational numbers and they're like negative two times zero and he's like zero's not real and negative two's not real he's like i don't need to know any of this tell me how to avoid paying taxes because i'm a streamer or tell me this and i was like yeah, this kid's 12 or 13 years old, and he's already got the right idea. <laughs> yeah. Tell me how to avoid paying taxes. That is Legally. definitely one of the pros of social media and, like, people who go down that path and have that content up on their feed because they, they learn faster about how, like, you know, you, you have to learn how to pay your taxes. You have to learn how to talk to people or else you're not going to succeed. And I, I hope that school changes. Like, it, it really is easy to sit here and say that it sucks when and, and kind of forget that this has been built up over all these years and like there has been some good put into it. Absolutely. It's just, it just hasn't, it just could have been done a different way. That's an antiquated And it's system. not like anyone's going to know exactly how it works. It's building it. It's a whole different ballgame. Right now you got the, the Japanese, they're letting their students use all the AI tools in school. In oh, fact, man. They're, they're allowing, really? they're, they're promoting oh, it. That's really interesting. And that's a huge difference. That's wow. why Japan's always going to be ahead of us. Yeah. So it's China because we're not adapting. We're like, no, no, you're feeling. I don't, oh my get, God. I don't get how people, like, I really, I really understand that whole, that whole argument about how AI tools can be super bad for your health because say you're using this for three years, right? And then it just disappears. Never gonna happen. But sure, we'll play that I game. No, but but what if it did? Like that would be terrible for your mental health. Like you would not be as productive as you were. I would think. Um, okay, so if AI goes down, you can rest assured that everything else is going down. There's no electricity. There's no internet. There's no TV. That is true. So everybody's gonna be, be something to worry about. Yeah. So so there is an argument for this will be used in the future, and it's not going away. No. And and that's why I'm so adamant about it because it's like. And if schools would Man, allow you to use it. incredible. Yep. I'm, I'm so glad I'm actually living through this too because like it is truly like, like I grew up and I watched all those videos about how the internet came out and it changed everything and like I wanted that and like now I'm, now I'm getting it and it's like, it's crazy just to be able to watch it. Uh, and it's not even, it's not even the same Warren Buffett compared AI to figuring out the atom bomb. And I, I actually fully agree with them yeah. because that was a war ender. And it was also yeah. like the guy who created, uh, I forgot his name, but he said, you know, I've become the destroyer of worlds because yeah. that's such a. In every day, it's like there's like a new, a new way of thinking about it that like I didn't, I didn't think about before. It's like, I always think about, yeah, it's going to make writing so much easier and like everyone's going to be way more productive. But think about all the issues we haven't solved just because we haven't been able to read the paper on it. Like this tool can can analyze documents in the snap of a finger or analyze thousands at once in the snap of a finger. So this is going to solve so many things. And 
I was just speaking about it earlier too. Been wanting to bring this up. Like, what is this going to look like when this this AI program runs on our smartphones? Like, just the other day, I saw someone on Twitter who got the the llama AI made by Facebook to run on a Google Pixel. That is insane. I don't know what any of that meant. I'm so sorry. The, okay, Google Pixel is okay. a phone. Got Facebook, it. <laughs> Facebook has a um an AI model called Llama, just what? like ChatGPT. Didn't Llama. know that. Someone reduced the code or whatever to be able to get it to run on the power of a smartphone. That's wild. So, like, that's, that's happening now just by, like, those really smart people who already understand this stuff and saw it coming and was like, hey, you can change this Lidocone Lidocone line of code and get it to run on a phone no problem it's like now that we have those people coupled with this like insane technology innovation is going to be insane and it just blows my mind uh, it makes me more excited for medical breakthroughs that too just like the like i said like finding documents and being able to read them it's going to solve so many things and just streamline and make everything so much more efficient i'm curious to know if they'd like somehow block the uh, cure for cancer, because I can guarantee you put AI on it for 30 days and figure out everything. I'd be like, oh, yeah, you have to go to this gene or you have to do that. So yeah. that's what... Yeah. <laughs> but I just can't wait till it realizes, oh, wait, we could solve all our problems by just eliminating the humans. Like, I cannot stress this enough how much it's just making my brain ping right now because humans just, like, we walk this earth, we are the primary thing on this earth. Believe it or not. And like there has not been anything that is better than us. Yes, we've had Einstein. We've had these really great thinkers. But like there has not been something that can literally do more. So it's just going to be insane. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back on that one and I'm gonna say, yeah, I still think the ancient people were waste way more advanced than us. Like people they like were... I wiped out in the flood or Yeah, but yeah, like, there's just so much shit only, going on. Those people like, only had two hands and one brain. And, like, it's not like that brain could focus on five things at once. Maybe two, but, like... But think about the man. the king's chamber in the pyramid and, and it, just his tomb alone or that, that sarcophagus. Not this... The big black tomb-looking thing. Yeah. And it's just perfectly 90 degrees and everything. It's for one slab of stone. Yeah. We call up people today. We have all these big machines and we're like, we can't, hey, can you... They, we can't do it. They're like, no, we got to make special tools and everything. And these people, well, they had to have used iron and I don't even know. <laughs> it's beautiful. So, yeah, I think those people were smarter and we lost. Yeah, that is stuff. definitely going to be one of my life's questions. How how did the pyramids get built? Like, I'm hoping that it's not just one of those things that was simpler than we think it was, but it probably is. I'm looking for some mysterious answer like everyone else's, but. Man, that is just such an interesting topic. I'll go off. I'll go off on my little rant about that after the podcast. You got. I have a. I have, you got something. More. I have huge theories on that, and it's not. I'm not going ancient alien style. Like I got. I got other theories, but yeah, yeah, that's it. Like you said, we could start a conspiracy theory podcast, but it's not good for your mental. Bad for mental. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm already trying to like get out of the news and and all this. This Republican and Democrat war stuff and politicizing everything. I'm trying to get out of that mindset because I've I've been consuming that content and man, I just see what it does to me and it's oh yeah, it's not good. It, they're just pitting you one side against the other. It's like, well, why can't the sides realize? Look, it's it's us against them. It's not it's, us it's, against it's us. Us together. Like we need to we need to go. We need to 
Like this world has been the same spot for so long. But the more they uh, they keep us fighting, the more crazy shit they can get away with. Exactly. That's what that's what people kind of fail to realize. You know Julius Caesar? Sorry, I heard of it, but you know me. Heard of him? I Caesar, I ruler of like the Roman Empire. Yes, a okay. long time ago. Yes, now it's now it's coming back to me. Apparently, at the time he was uh, Caesar, there was a huge pirate problem. Now, I have no idea how he was captured, but pirates captured Julius Caesar, not knowing he was Caesar, the ruler, Like, which is freaking wild to me, but maybe they just had busts of him. Like, it's not like you had photos in Time magazine, so you really wouldn't know. Yeah. But I guess the pirates held him captive, and they set a ransom of him of 20 talents. I don't know if a talent is a coin or if it's just a, a chest of coins, but that's neither here nor there. So when they told Caesar that, yeah, your ransom is going to be 20 talents, he laughed at him. He's like, no, I make it 50. You don't know who I am. And he's like, they'll pay. And the pirates were laughing because it's not very often that somebody like, ask, says, no, ask more for the ransom. <laughs> but... Caesar was such a badass that while he was captive, he refused to act like a captive or like a victim. So he just hung out with the pirates and he played drinking games with them. And, you know, he wrote poetry and he, he read the poetry to him and just kind of hung out with them and had a good time. But he also promised that when that ransom was paid and when he was released, he was going to come back and kill them all. This guy is so badass wow. that after 36 days, yes, that is alpha. He got a ransom of the 50 talents. He was released. He got entire warship fleet of naval ships and everything. Goes after the pirates and he executed every one of them. <laughs> like, he hangs out with them for a long time and he still manages. He just kills them all. Wow. He's a man of his word. And that is insane. Yeah, I really, I got to find more about that. That uh, is an incredible story. <laughs> Like, I just love reading people back in the day being so badass. Yeah. That it just... He didn't give a rip. No. He's like, oh, well, I'm here now. Might as well have a good time before I kill you all. Yes, exactly. I hope you guys all enjoy my company because you're all dead. Wow. 38 days. Caesar went to the prison where they were being held and had them all... Oh, God, he had them all crucified. Oh, that is terrible. That's horrible. Hey, you know what? That's what you get for kidnapping somebody. Man, that's an interesting story. And then my last, this is kind of like entrepreneur of the year. And I also think it's a little messed up, but there's this, apparently you can be an influencer on Snapchat. Now, I, I know you kept yes. telling me about Snapchat and it's got all these features, but I just know it from the time we went to mission trip and we just had a little chat. Um, yeah, chat. yeah. So there's a girl who I think had a, her team. She's an influencer, so I don't know really what that means or what you actually make. I believe that just means you have an audience and the audience just likes you and what you do. Oh, okay. Post. I I meant with influencer. I like, what's an influencer? Is it 10,000 people, 100,000 people? Yeah, well, yeah, you just have it. Apparently, she had 1.85 million um, followers wow. on Snapchat. And in she actually took about 2,000 hours of her content on YouTube and created a clone of her through AI. And she created herself, well, she created an AI girlfriend for other people that she charges a dollar a minute for. Wow. A dollar a minute. Uh, apparently, it's it's still in beta, 
And she said she can easily make up to about $5 million a month just talking to people online, which is absolutely wild. And that's got to say something about the loneliness problem or something, Sal. I mean, maybe should people should kind of look into that for side hustles. Because we talked about it episodes ago that on Fiverr there was a gig for just listening. And these people were charging $40, $50 an hour. Somebody would call them up and they would just listen for an hour. Whatever your problems were, they just listen. So now I actually want to call one of those people because I want to ask them, what do you do? Do you just listen? Do you talk? Like, what do you do? Because that's just mind-blowing to me. But this girl, for a dollar a minute, you can, her clone AI can be your girlfriend, which is, wow. she's already generated $71,600 from partners. Oh my gosh. 99% male. So there's 1% 1%, uh, female that are using her. That's just, that's insane. That is mind-blowing, man. Uh, she spoke to For- Fortune Magazine. Oh, and that she... What's that? No, sorry. Oh, no, she already has over a 1,000 virtual boyfriends who she interacts with in a period spanning anywhere between 10 minutes and an hour. She charges a dollar per minute and already generated $71,600. Son of a gun. Wow. That makes me feel like an idiot. Holy crap. Why? She posts 250 pieces of content on her Snapchat every day. Now, does that mean she types stuff, or does that mean, like, actual, like, video content? It must be video and typing. 250 pieces of content? How? Wow. <coughs> I can barely do a video. She must record everything she does. She's She must have a team of 20. That's insane. Whether you need somebody to be comforting or loving, or you just want to rant about something that happened at school or work, Karen AI will always be there for you. Holy shit. That is mind-blowing. There's a huge, there's something huge here. It's like therapy, but... Yeah, without being licensed or anything. Without having to talk to a person, too. That's awesome. And this is going to be insane for data collection. Oh, God, yeah. It's got to be insane for everything. Wow, a virtual girlfriend. A dollar a minute. Shit. I think if you got a real girlfriend, it would be a lot cheaper. <laughs> but you never know. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to pay for the coffees and the food. <laughs> Choice is yours. <laughs> that's it for this week's episode of Coffee Milk. I'm Mark Laporte. And I'm Mitch DiPaolo. See you next week. Thank you for listening. Leave a comment and subscribe if you liked it.